0: It appears the vast majority of Londoners did not come out to vote in the municipal election on Monday. Uh, London recorded a new low for voter turnout, came in at roughly 25 percent, just over 25 percent. The last municipal election uh, four years ago had turnout, which is close to more typically what we would see. That was at 39 percent. In 2014, we were at 43 percent. Between 1994 and 2018, we had eight elections. We were you know above and below 40 percent give or take here and there. Now, early numbers from the Association of Municipalities of Ontario show 36 percent turnout across the province. That's down slightly from four years ago, but that was expected. And when you look at different cities, across uh, the province. You had uh, Ottawa that was at uh, 44%, I believe, for voter turnout. A lot of cities, like London, in the 20% range. And then Oshawa, I think, was uh, very low at 18%. John Beebe is a senior advisor and adjunct professor of Democratic Engagement Exchange in the Faculty of Arts at Toronto Metropolitan University and joins us now to talk about this. John, appreciate the time today. Good morning. Glad to be here. How concerning is this? This
1: is very concerning. this is not as you just laid out very clearly typical uh we're seeing dramatic declines across the board um, and London is a you know a great example or you know a horrible example depending on your point of view of that um, and you know w- something is happening here that's different um, and it's not good for democracy it's not great for our communities
0: so i I want to get into that is this something that is pandemic related? Is this something that was maybe bubbling and was exacerbated by the pandemic, which the pandemic did for many things? Or or how can we really, you know, tell exactly kind of what's at play here?
1: Yeah, I think we're going to have to spend some time unpacking it to really fully understand. But I think you're exactly right. Uh, The pandemics certainly had an influence because we also have seen this uh, during the provincial elections where we had record low voter turnout and we know anything that isolates us, that puts us into you know, smaller communities, that prevents us from connecting with our neighbors, connecting with our community, is going to lead to lower participation in our democracy. Uh, so we have to understand the impact of the pandemic. We have to understand the impact of sort of the toxic po- politics that's starting to bubble up um, and whether that's discouraging people from participating in elections.
0: This has implications, as I look at it, beyond just, you know, every four years when we go to the polls at the municipal side of things. And who knows when we go again at the federal level. I mean, it's not supposed to be for a while, but th- things can change. I think what what really the voter turnout s- s- tells us is how willing people are to engage with those who are supposed to be community leaders. That can be In politics, that could be maybe in public health, that could be in many different ways. And if it's this low right now, I think it would manifest itself in other areas of the public discourse.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Because, of course, you know, democracy isn't just about what we do every four years in elections, as important as that is, but it's how we engage on an ongoing basis. And I think, you know, those folks who are our elected leaders, those folks who are leaders in our community. We have to they have to figure out how they can do a better job of connecting with their community, how they can reach out to people who clearly feel disaffected. Because I don't think it's a sign that people are satisfied with how things are today. I don't see this as like, oh, everything's okay, so I'm not going to participate. I think people are deeply concerned about some of the challenges we're facing in our communities, but they don't feel that the system is working for them. And so we have to, you know, have some hard conversations about how we can make that work out for folks.
0: If this is more of a trend and not maybe a one-off, even though we've had three different elections at different levels that have all said the same thing, what does that mean? How do we turn that around?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's exactly what we were just talking about. It's a job for all of us. It's a job for our civic organizations. It's our United Ways. It's our YMCAs. You know, libraries are increasingly stepping up. But we have to invest in our democracy, um, just like we invest in our public health system, just like we invest in our roads and transportation. We have to invest in our democracy because it's not just going to happen by itself. It's something we have to do intentionally. And you know, the work I do with the exchange here, we work with these community organizations to provide them you know, tools and resources to help them engage their community. Because they're dedicated to making sure people have a voice in these decisions we need to find best practices to make it work for
0: everyone. I wonder too and I you know you have to look inward for some of this stuff and I mean that for media for some of this is Voter turnout was predicted, then it happened. And so I wonder, to a certain extent, if we almost willed this into existence, where the media narrative kind of led the charge. And so media can't just say, oh, well, everyone else needs to look at uh, what they did. Uh, Media, I think, too, needs to look within itself uh, as well.
1: Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and, you know, as you you folks all know and are doing it, you know, local media is critical to a healthy democracy, and we need to make sure we have strong, local media with the ability to you know and keep people informed between elections. Um, and we need to look at different ways to help people easily find the information they need to vote and to stay stay engaged in, in language and in in format that works for them. So yeah, we we all need to look at you know internally about what we can do uh, to connect people because you know it's critical. If democracy goes away that's bad for all of us and certainly bad for people who are trying to address the problems that you know, we're facing in our communities.
0: Are there uh, signs you see or you look for to the, to suggest maybe people are becoming more engaged and willing to maybe trust some of those institutions that they may not be trust or feeling as uh, uh, supportive of right now. So we don't have to wait another four years to figure out if maybe things have changed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we're seeing a lot of signs that sort of trust in institutions is going up. But what we are seeing is a recognition that democracy is something we need to invest in. Um, and, you know, right there in, in London, you know, we have great groups um, like, you know, Pillar, which ran a Project 51 in an attempt to increase voter participation. You know, it had an impact, um, you know, maybe it would lower even still if they hadn't been w- working But clearly, we need to invest more in those kind of efforts. You know, you have the Urban League. They are holding municipal uh, council forums for candidates. Um, Those are the kind of local initiatives that we need to be investing in to strengthen our democracy.
0: We will follow with interest. Uh, John, I appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That is uh, John Beebe, Senior Advisor and Professor of Democratic Engagement Exchange in the Faculty of Arts at Toronto Metropolitan University.